Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the sanctuary. I am your host, Michael, and uh, welcome to episode number numero ocho, number eight. That's right, the eighth episode of Nerd Alex Sanctuary. Can't believe it. It's kind of crazy. Still not, still not working out the camera thing yet, but we're getting there. Um, I kind of want to have my first episode be quite special, like on, back on YouTube and having an actual video. I'm sorry, I'm playing with a rubber band. I should probably put this down because it'll probably be picked up by my mic. Also, there's some dude fucking with some power tool or some fucking leaf blower. I don't know what the fuck he's doing outside, but my my apartment doesn't have very good noise canceling walls and shit. So. Yeah, I might put up some sound absorbers in here, but, uh, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, back to, yeah, the camera deal. I kind of want to, I'm, I have a video, like my first episode back on YouTube. I have, have the plan, but I, I need, I want to watch it. it I'll, I'll spoil it for you. It's about a trilogy, trilogy of movies and it's going to be spoiler heavy and it's going to be like a sort of detailed analysis and honestly like why I love them so much why I love this this trilogy so much so um I also just I I, I want to watch all three movies back again and then have detailed notes prepared for you guys so I can talk about it at, at depth in depth I should say but uh I don't have a tv in my apartment yet so hopefully that'll be taken care of this weekend so we'll see about that um yeah, but uh, other than that, that's that's the next. That's another episode. So we'll, I don't. Uh, hopefully, maybe I'll have that done. Ne- not this coming, not the next, not next week, but the week after that. Maybe I'll do it. So I'm gonna maybe start doing it on the weekends a little bit more. Sorry, this is kind of like unplanned. But I mean, I discussed the releases of these episodes, and I'm again. It's not. It, there's not a set schedule because I mean I work a full time job and it's kind of hard to really plan this shit out and then if I put a time you know constraint on myself it's just so much harder to be creative and <sighs> having content for you know whoever's listening I appreciate all you guys who are listening and sticking with me and hopefully waiting patiently for my videos because I my once my videos come back I think they're gonna they're gonna look better for one. Hopefully this podcast sounds a lot better with my mic. The fuck? I think something just stopped outside. Fucking bus. God damn it. It's just going to happen. You know, you're going to you're going to hear this noise. I mean, it's just it is what it is until I get a new place which will not be for a, a while. But anyway, uh yeah. Uh let's you know, without further ado, let's just get right into this episode. I mean, we got we got a movie review for you guys uh for you guys. Well, I have a movie review for you guys. Um, I watched a recent, uh, amazing, um, big, critically acclaimed movie. I mean, I guess it's not incredibly critical. Well, yeah, it's critically acclaimed. Also, have a, I watched a, uh, an excellent TV show starring Ricky Gervais uh, recently, which I want to talk about. And then also the Oscars happened. So we should probably talk about that, even though, you know, I mean, I guess I care, but... It's fun to talk about anyway, so I'm just going to do it. Apparently, also too, before we get into this episode, apparently uh, I think The Last of Us Part 2 released some like public demo, so I'm gonna definitely going to be checking that out eventually. I don't think it's 
I don't know if it's like a demo that I can play. I mean, again, I don't have a TV here, so I can't play it on my PS4 that I usually play. I played The Last of Us on, but I'm a huge Last of Us fan. Absolute huge Last of Us fan. I should probably definitely talk about that before and then I'll I'll play The Last of Us Part 2 and then I'll definitely review that because that's something that I can review it's not an immensely massive game that takes hours upon hours to play and it's definitely story driven so I'll definitely review that for sure because I I'm, you bet you bet your fucking ass I'm I'm playing Last of Us Part 2 but anyway so I'm excited about that super excited about that don't have a pre-order or anything excuse me but Anyway, oh jeez, drank too much water. Who knew you can drink too much water? Anyway, have you guys ever like had this like weird ass fucking awkward eye contact with people on the road? Sorry, so such a random thought, but I had this random eye contact with some lady on the road, and I was just like, oh, okay, this is kind of awkward because we're right next to each other, and this is a long light, so. I was just, I just had a laugh to myself. I think she probably thought I was probably insane, which is, you know, not too far from the truth. But anyway, let's get into this fucking episode, Michael. Jesus Christ, stay on target, you piece of shit. Okay, getting getting into it. So I watched a movie that I've wanted to see for a really fucking long time. Ever since it came out in the theaters, I've always wanted to go see it, and no one really wanted to see it with me, and then I just kind of... The time to see it kind of came and went because, you know, I'm a lazy piece of shit and I didn't want to go see a movie by myself. And hopefully I'm over that now because I've seen movies by myself more now. So, plus I live right by a movie theater now. So it'd be really fucking easy for me to just go walk over there and see a movie. So that'd be awesome. But anyway, so this film uh, is... I, I heard nothing but great things about it, like best of the year quality type. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely in. I'm definitely in. Um, and the uh, film is called The Lighthouse. That's right, The Lighthouse. I finally saw this film. If you're unfamiliar with The Lighthouse, it's about two lighthouse keepers, or they call them, I think, wikis or something like that. I don't know it, it, what the pronounced, like proper professional term it is, but they're two lighthouse keepers, and they... Uh, take over um, looking over this one particular lighthouse for like a four-week period. One of them has has done this before, Willem Dafoe, well, you know, one one of them is more experienced and who is pretty much in charge of the other one. The other one is just kind of coming in, starting out. This is like his first um, lighthouse, I guess, Overwatch type position that he's that he's taken so he's 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 new but he's like the, so he's the subordinate to the more experienced one and while they're both they both tend to their dewies you know they get they get they get to talking they get to discussing um one more than the other and uh yeah shit ensues and tensions uh escalate a little bit so yeah that's 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 the beginning. That's where this movie starts, pretty much. Um, it stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Uh, uh, the director is uh, Robert e- uh, Eggers. Eggers. Uh, if you don't know, if you're unfamiliar with him, he uh, did that other past horror film that was pretty divisive. It's called The Witch. Um, I love The Witch. Um, just throwing that out there. I thought The Witch was great. I mean, again, though it's my tastes are different than the major me like major mainstream audiences i i know the witch was quite divisive um let me look up the rotten tomatoes score real quick 
Again, I should have had this prepared already, but, you know, me being fucking idiot not thinking. The Witch came out in 20, 2016. Yeah, holy shit, wow. Okay, <laughs> very big difference. Uh, you have an uh, you have a critic score of a 90, 90%, which is really good, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and then an audience score of a 58%. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a really big differential. I mean, again, it's Rotten Tomatoes. So you got to have to take them with a grain of salt. I mean, all the 90% really means is that 90% of critics thought the movie was at least good. Like, it was just, like, you know, meh, like, again, a, a, a fresh score would be like, ah, that was good, you know, well, yeah, that was good, won't watch it again, but, I mean, it was good, it was something like that, so, I mean, again, nine, all these critics could have thought that, eh, eh, total count of the critics, 318, all 318 of them could have been like, eh, it was okay, it was good, you know, I liked it. Not, none of them were, I mean, it could have been none of them were like, oh man, that was fucking awesome. But, I mean, I think a lot of people really love The Witch. I mean, I really like The Witch a lot. I mean, again, it's very, it's a hard movie to market, plus it's not a very, how can I say this, I guess accessible type of film to the average moviegoer. It's very, it's very different, it's very weird, Um, it's very, kind of very intense at the, the end, very visceral. And, you know, it has that really old English type of speaking that, you know, it's not not broken English, but like really, I mean, it's like in the 18 or 1700s it takes place. So, yeah, the, these people are talking a, a lot differently, but I thought The Witch was spectacular. And that's kind of how this one is a little bit. It's in 1890s, so it's a little bit more modern than I think The Witch was, but I mean... Still, it's kind of hard to tell tell sometimes what they're saying. But uh, again, so let's get into the actors. Uh, there's really only there's only two main stars in this. It's Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. They both, oh my god, like I honestly have no idea how both of them were not nominated for Oscars for this. I mean, they they both had the best performances of the year. You know what? Let me just tell you now. This movie is probably my favorite film of the of past year of 2019. I I, I, I one one viewing and it was on my fucking laptop. But I mean I did have my headphones on though, so I did have a really good sound quality, but the picture quality was, you know, not the greatest, but it was it was fine. But anyway, so I mean it, thinking about it like it might not be my favorite, but initial reactions coming like after watching it, I was just like, you know what? That's probably my favorite film of the, of the year. I mean, again, I'm a fan of horror films. That's probably why this gets absolutely no Oscar recognition because it's a fucking horror film because the Oscars are just dumb. I don't know why. It, 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 you know, it, they just fail to recognize great fucking cinema. When, But it's, you know, they pick and choose what's great to them, I guess. But I will get into the Oscars. I, I actually thought they actually did a pretty good job this year with uh, picking the winners, but we'll get into that later in the episode. But for this one, um, yeah, I definitely need to watch it more to really kind of reinforce my opinions on it. But like initially, I'm like, yeah, this movie is better. If you like The Witch, this movie, this film is better than The Witch. Like this film is better than The Witch. This this film is practically perfect, in my opinion. And it's it's very... Again, like I said, like The Witch, 
it's similar. Like if you like The Witch, you're going to like this one. If you don't like if you didn't like The Witch, you're probably not going to like this one. It's kind of the same. I think it's a little bit more accessible than The Witch though, mainly because of the humor. I think this film is a lot funnier than The Witch. The Witch is incredibly fucking dark and fucked up. This one is dark and fucked up at times, but at also at times is actually fucking hilarious. I mean, this movie, I mean, you have farts. I mean, like, people fart in this film. Well, Willem Dafoe farts, and it's hilarious. Hot take. If your film is not exclusively a comedy and you have farting in it, it's an absolute masterpiece. Hot take. It's just it's just plain facts. It's facts. Don't argue with me. You have this one and Swiss Army Man. Both both films are not ex, ex, like explicitly comedies. They're more dra- drama, and then this one's a horror horror drama but i mean people fart in both of those films and both of those films are almost flawless in my eyes but anyway yeah so your film's perfect if if you if you fart in it if if you have your characters fart in your films and you're not creating a comedy then it's it's gonna be 10 out of 10 we'll watch again over and over anyway getting back to the lighthouse staying on target jesus christ like they said not 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 a conventional film. Again, if you're if the weird, ambiguous type of crazy, I guess you can call it art house. Again, I, I hate when people say that. It's like, oh, it's an art house film. It's like, like you say that like that's a bad thing. Like they say that because it's like they think it's a bad thing. It's like, oh, they're pretentious and no, they just really fucking care about their craft and they care about making something that's good or that's something that they want to see. And that is a sign that you're in good hands. That's why I kind of like seeing your a little bit more artsy-fartsy type of films that most mainstream moviegoers will will describe as. I, th- I think those films, I think just, I enjoy the experience a lot more because when I'm watching one of them, like the past, like a past film that I, that I did, watch Parasite which we'll get into a little bit later in this episode and The Lighthouse and you know Joker you you, like you can tell that a lot of care has been put into these films and you just I feel like I'm in great hands you know that the filmmaker cares about me as a film goer and a film watcher and a consumer and I just I just feel respected more you know they're challenging me you know, I, I like that. They respect me and respect my actual intelligence. And I'm not just here to just absorb some mindless fucking film. Again, mindless entertainment is also good. I also enjoy those films. I mean, I will, you know, turn on some fucking mindless action movie every once in a while. Like, it's gonna happen. But, I mean, I do love these type of films. Again, it it, it does... It does get confusing a little bit. I will I will say that, like, at the end of the film, I was just kind of like, especially the very end, I was kind of like, what the fuck did I just watch? But, I mean, in a good way, you know? I, again, if you if you know what I'm talking about, like, you'll love, you'll like this film. If you don't really know what I'm talking about, I'll still watch it, but you might not like it. <laughs> I don't know. I still think you'll overall enjoy this film. I think, I mean, overall, I think this critic score is exactly the same as the witch but a lot higher audience score than the witch i think the witch was what 58 percent audience score on Rotten tomatoes 
and this one's a 72, so it's a much higher. But I think they're both at 90 critic score, so critics both love them. I mean, again, the critics are not always right, but I think I'm some of, like on um, films like this, you kind of are. I mean, I kind of, again, I don't even know why I talk about the Rotten Tomato score. I just think it's a good gauge, you know, to help like back up my opinions or just help me talk about the movie. But anyway, getting on to it again, uh, back, getting in back into it not being conventional. I mean, even just the, the aesthetic of the film. I mean, it's black and white, and the ratio is four by three. It's it's small. It's a smaller um, video um, resolution or ratio. I should not resolution, but it's a, it's in a four by three frame. And it's all in black and white, so uh, again, I think that adds to the atmosphere a lot. Um, plus, the sound design and the, the soundtrack, the score of the film is really very immersive. Like just even right when it begins, you can already tell that you're in great hands um, with uh, Robert Eggers and his his team behind making this film. Because I mean, you have that constant horn. In the background, when it starts out, um, if you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. And plus, I just I love the shots in the film. The shots in the film are phenomenal. They're so they're so great. Even like one of the first ones when they're both like staring at the camera, and it kind of looks like it's like an old fashioned exposure photo. I like how he did that, and just kind of it really captures the time period that they're in, and I really appreciated that. And then again, it just like pans back over and it's just them looking at the boat sailing away and it goes into the fog and now they're alone on this island on this with this lighthouse and that may or may not be some mystical type of greek god mother i don't i don't i have no idea like again brush up on your greek mythology and some shit dealing with the ocean because it's definitely here and it was definitely confusing for me i i'm, I'm not familiar with it but i mean I, I de- it's definitely present. You definitely got some like hints for like, oh, okay, so we're definitely doing some fucking Poseidon's Trident bullshit here. Like, this is very interesting. I'm very like, I'm liking this a lot. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. Let's look at mine. Yeah, I, shot, I talked about the shots and everything. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, again, I couldn't really find too much wrong wrong with this film. I mean. Again, I'm not I'm not watching films to find things wrong with. I I watch films to find things that I love. So I mean, I'm not gonna really criticize films a lot on this podcast because I just like nerding out about movies and I love good movies. I'm I like watching good movies. You know, I probably should go see Birds of Prey, but I really don't want to because I'm not really that interested in it. <laughs> Sorry, I keep sniffing again. I'm trying to do it away from the the mic, but it is what it is. Sorry. But yeah, I'm going to see movies that I, I think are going to be good, and then I'm going to talk about them, so, you know, whatever. Use it as a recommendation. If you haven't seen The Lighthouse, go out and see it. Like, just just watch it. It's really it's really fucking good. Um, Yeah, again, if you're not, if you're more of a mainstream moviegoer, I mean, I would still check it out. I still think you would enjoy it. I mean, I, I would recommend this one before The Witch, uh, definitely, you know. It's definitely the best horror film that's that came out last year. I mean, again, I wouldn't even consider it as a horror film. I didn't. It didn't even really scare me that much. I mean, again, I, I watch horror movies a lot because I like. I love the genre, 
But I mean, again, it takes a lot from a lot for me to get scared and get disturbed. I mean, there's there's definitely disturbing shit in here, and there's definitely some scary scenes. But I, again, it's coupled with these really, you know, dramatic and hilarious moments that, and you 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 just you marvel at the performances of Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, which again, it blows my fucking mind that they are not really recognized at the Oscars. But whatever, it's nor here nor there. I'm gonna remember the, these performances. And again, Robert Pattinson coming in with a fucking amazing performance, tell basically giving us why like oh he's gonna make a really fucking amazing Batman. Let's just say that he's gonna knock it out of the fucking park. I'm just. Uh, uh, you heard it here. He's gonna he's gonna make it a fucking phenomenal Batman. I I can I can guarantee it. But yeah, yeah, not a full blown um horror film. Again, it has farting in it. Like, like what? What more do you ask for out of a film other than farts? Like drunk dancing and quotable lines with farting. Like. It's great. It's amazing. Didn't you like me lobster, didn't you? You love me lobster. <laughs> watch the film, man. Like just just go out and watch it. Find it, rent it, buy it. I don't I don't I don't give a fuck. Do it. That's what I rented it. I rented it on fucking YouTube and I watched it because I want I really wanted to watch it. I'm thinking about doing that with uh, Doctor Sleep too, that Shining sequel. So we'll see. Uh, uh, we'll see about that. I might wait. I might wait to actually get my TV to do that, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, does the lighthouse have the magic? Does it got? Does it got the movie magic? Does it got the man? Does it got Mikey's movie magic? Uh, um. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. 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 Yes. Yeah, it's great. It's it's phenomenal. Go out and see it. Again. If you if you're if you're a fan if you've seen The Witch and you're a fan of that type of horror, definitely check this one out. If you're a fan of really great performances, check this one out. Um if you're a fan of like some type of like Greek mythology and that interests you, if you know me saying that interests you, definitely check this one out. Um if you've seen the trailer and the aesthetic of the film kind of intrigues you, check it out. Um, I'm not going to really steer anyone away from this one. I, I would definitely check this one out. I mean, again, if you're really an absolute, I'm not a fan of horror, then I guess you can pass on it. But like, again, man, like, stop being that way. Don't be that way. <laughs> Don't be closed-minded like that. Horror movies are really great. I mean, again, shitty horror movies are really fucking bad, and I get it. I get that. But like this one, it's not. It's not a shitty horror film. It's not a shitty film in general. It's one. It's it's if not the best of the year last year, it's one of the best. It should have been nominated for best best picture too, which is fucking bullshit. But again, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Let's move on. Okay. Let's. Oh Jesus. Where are, I want to check our time. Okay, we're at 20, 20, 23 minutes. All right. Moving on. Next one. So I watched this recent um, show on Netflix, a Netflix original show. It's called Afterlife. Um, it's wrote, directed, and, and stars Ricky Gervais. It's it's very short. Um, it's six total episodes. Um, each episode is half an hour, so it's really only three hours long. So it's not a it's not a hard watch. It's not. It doesn't take up a lot of your time. You can watch it in literally a night. Um. But uh, 
yeah, um, if you're unfamiliar with Afterlife, uh, it's about a guy named Tony, uh, who's played by Ricky Gervais. Um, his wife, um, has passed away from breast cancer. Um, and he's trying to deal with that and he's incredibly depressed and he really wants to commit suicide. He wants to kill himself because he believes that life is not worth living without his wife being able to share his life with, with his wife. And, uh, now, um, he pretty much just acts like a fucking dickhead and mean to everyone because his, you know, thought processes, um, I'm just going to say whatever the fuck I want because, and just not give a fuck about the consequences because I can always just fall back on on killing myself. And that's kind of where we start. And, um, this show is, I was, I was, I was expecting some drama. I was definitely expecting some heartfelt moments because that's kind of what I heard about it. I, you know, I, I kind of, I was eyeing this up again. I, I saw, his Grammy speech, and I was just like, I fucking love this dude. I I've, I love Ricky Gervais. I think he's a brilliant comedian, a brilliant writer. And he definitely shows that with this show, which is kind of small. And I'm really surprised. I, I, I feel like this show should get a lot more, I don't know, critical acclaim, I should say. I, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it was really great. I mean, again, I know I keep, talking about shit that I love but you know I th- I thought this 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 show really touched me on okay it didn't touch me okay where did he touch you son all right Jesus Christ what the fuck am I saying I I thought that this this show really connected with me on a, mo- a deep emotional level I really lo- I loved it I thought it was really great. I've never laughed so fucking hard in a scene and then almost bawled my eyes out the next. And it's definitely an emotional roller coaster. If you're if you're if you going in expecting a pure comedy, um <laughs> hold your horses because like you better you better have a fucking box of tissues nearby because the waterworks are gonna be coming for sure. But again, it connected with me on a very personal level because I've, I've dealt with, you know, per, uh, loss of an immediate family member. And it's really fucking hard to do that and to really deal with that and come to terms with them not being here and being, not being able to, you know, talk to them or touch them and hug them ever, ever again. And, you know, it, it's, it really sucks. <laughs> I'll tell you now, really, it really sucks. And, uh, you know, it's, I thought, I thought this show really dealt with that fact really well, you know, you, you kind of, you're really angry afterwards, and you're like, fuck the world, and, you know, it's, it's hard to put into words, but I I thought, like, if I would ever, you know, try to explain how to deal with something like that, I would just, I would just show them this show, because it's just exactly, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to, it's just hard to put into words. So I'm going to refer to my notes because I clearly am struggling here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just, the show embodiment embodies everything that I talk about at the end of every one of my episodes, you know, talking about not really, you know, it's okay to not be okay and to hopefully try to deal with your, 
your struggles and hopefully it makes you better as a person. And that's kind of what the show's kind of about. You know, you can't let the bad things that happen to you really take take you over and control your life because then it's just, what's the point? You know, it's just, what's the point? And I think, I mean, it's just, I just, I don't know. I just, I've loved the show. I mean, it's nothing incredibly exciting or adventurous or scary, thrilling, or it's not even really the funniest thing I've ever seen, but it's, it's, I think it's a really special show that really connects with, I think, most people everywhere. Because I think no matter who you are, where you are, what religion, political affiliation, sexual orientation, creed that you're from, you're going to be dealing with personal loss. Like, if you haven't already, you're going to, you know, whether it's your family members or your loved, loved ones, friends or even yourself, you know, like you're going to be dealing with, you know, someone that you really care about dying and not being here anymore. And I think this is just a really, you know, a a show that really connects with, I think, on a human level, just an ordinary human level, which I think which made it so special and such a great fucking experience for me. And I thought, like, again, I wish I would have had this show maybe... 10 years ago, but I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I still, I still thought it was really, really great. And I could definitely see this show helping someone who's dealing with the similar type of thing, you know, similar situation. Plus it's fuck. It's fucking, it's funny as fuck. I mean, some, there's one particular scene where I was dying. I was straight up dying, laughing, I was like, oh my god, this, it's so, it was so disgusting and hilarious at the same time, and I was just, Ricky Gervais's reaction to what was happening was, it was, it was hilarious, I I loved it, again, a brilliant comedian, I love his stand-up, I mean, the, if you've ever watched The Office, he's responsible for that, he created and wrote The Office, so he's a brilliant mind, he's incredibly smart, he's very, He's a perfect comedian. He's very, you know, he he's very conscious of the world around him, and he points out the fucking hilarious hilarity of all these situations, and also the dark situations because that's the best way to, I mean, maybe not the best way to deal with so, something like that, but it's it's a it's a coping mechanism is is humor and comedy, and that's that's how I deal with shit. You know, I try to make everyone, you know laugh around me. I I love making people laugh. That's kind of part of the reason why I'm doing this cuz I kind of want to make you laugh while you're watching while you're listening to me talk about something that I love. I also kind of want to make you laugh and hopefully I'm doing that. But uh maybe not maybe not talking about this show. Let me tell you that. I mean, it's, it's kind of a fucking depressing episode. You're talking about dead people and all this shit. What the fuck is going on here? But uh, you know, it is what it is, and I thought it was really great, and especially if you're kind of like me and you've dealt with something like this, I would definitely definitely check this one out because <clears throat> it was a really, it, it connected with me on a very emotional level, and I thought it was really great, and I thought it was a really special show, and definitely one of the better things I've watched on, uh, better Netflix originals that I've seen in a while, you know, so... Yeah, check this one out. Again, it's it's not it's not a long commitment. I mean, it's six episodes. Each episode's a half an hour long. I mean, it's a total of three hours. It's right. I can do fucking math. Get get on my fucking level, people. God damn it. Math. 
But anyway, yeah, check it out. I would, I would definitely recommend it. So, let's move on. Get into some random bullshit to end this episode. Just some random bullshit. I don't even have any notes for this last section. So let's talk about the Oscars. I think they, they happened uh, last weekend. What the fuck is that? God damn it. If you don't hear that, some fucking... I, don't, I think, I don't know, is it some fucking... Someone's banging on something. Okay, did it stop? Did it fucking stop? God, fucking, fucking cunt. Can you, can't you fucking hear that I'm doing a fucking podcast? Hello? Can you just shut the fuck up for a minute? I think he stopped. I think he heard me. He's probably coming up to kill me. Go ahead. Try it. Please. Make my fucking day. Sorry. Keep sniffing. Oh, fuck. Okay, let's get into the Oscar winners. I think it happened last weekend. I didn't watch the ceremony because I just, I don't give a fuck about the ceremony. I always just check out the winners because I'm, you know, I love movies. So, I mean, I have to, you know, at least check it out. So, let's just go through this category by category. Uh, I, I definitely, I went over the the nominees in a previous episode. So, if you want to know what the nominees were, listen to my listen to that a previous that previous episode but so i'm just going to go over the winners so best performance out of a leading actor oh I'm, learn i see i can do math guys but i can't fucking read clearly performance by an actor in a leading role goes to Joaquin Phoenix uh for Joker Arthur Fleck um i, I in my previous episode i said this uh, he was gonna win i think deservingly so i mean i think the only person who actually rivals him is probably adam driver from marriage story i again i watched marriage story a couple couple nights ago i'm not i'm not gonna talk about it. i'm not gonna review it I'll, I'll tell you now it's a really good film i will never watch it again but it's really great i think adam driver is the best part of it i think scarlett johansson is also spectacular in it but i thought adam driver was just like wow both of them were wow but uh i think adam driver was really great i think he was probably the second you know i think if if joaquin phoenix wasn't in this list it was it would definitely be adam driver's year to win but uh i mean it was joaquin's oscar to lose so um, he, i mean it's he was so good i mean you can't not give it to joaquin phoenix for that performance i mean come on I mean, as soon as you saw that, you're like, yeah, he's winning the Oscar. I mean, he's, he, again, I still, I think I, I, ta- I said previous in my previous episode that <clears throat> you could have cast someone else in Marriage Story and still have it be a successful film, but I don't think you can cast another actor to play the Joker in that, jo- in Todd McFarlane's uh, Joker Joker film other than Joaquin Phoenix, and have it still be as big and as successful as it was. You just you just don't. I'm sorry. Okay, on to the next. Performance by an actor in a supporting role goes to Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, um, I'm not mad. Uh, I think, I honestly, I actually liked, I might have liked Al Pacino and the Irishman a little bit more. Again, I've not, I haven't seen The Two Popes, with Anthony Hopkins or uh, Beautiful Na- Day in the Neighborhood, which I should, but I, I, I want to see that documentary more than the actual film with Tom Hanks. But uh, yeah, Brad Pitt was phenomenal in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if not maybe the best part of it, other than Leo. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty fucking phenomenal in that film, but 
again, I think Al Pacino kind of deserved it this year. I, I thought his Jimmy Hoffa was spectacular. But anyway, I maybe I just loved Al Pacino in the film. But not mad with Brad Pitt um, winning that one. So moving on to the next one, uh, performance by an actress in a leading role goes to Renee Zellweger in Judy. Um, never saw it, n- didn't hear anything about it. Um, I heard more shit about um, uh, Shoriz Ronan. Oh, sure, I can't fucking pronounce her name. I'm sorry. In Little Women. I heard more about her performance um, than Renee Zellweger's. I mean, I guess she was good. So, I mean, good on her for winning. I thought this should have went to Scarlett Johansson, in my opinion. I mean, again, that probably also just you know, attributes to the fact that the only film I've seen in this category was The Marriage Story with Scarlett Johansson. But it is what it is. I thought she was great. I thought she deserved it. I mean, again, I've, I, I haven't even heard of Judy. I, I haven't even heard of that. I mean, that's my mom's name. I know that. But that's I've never seen that movie. I've never even, I've never even heard of it. So... Whatever. Good on Zellweger. Zellweger. Sorry for that audio spike. Performance by an actress in a supporting uh, role goes to Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. She was really great in Marriage Story. She was really great. I like Laura Dern, Jurassic Park lady. Best animated feature goes to Toy Story 4. Uh, again, I'm not... I still haven't seen it. I should. Um... Maybe when I get my PS4, because I have Disney Plus on that thing, I'll, I'll check out Toy Story 4, because it won. Um, the only film I've saw on here is How to Drain Your Dragon, The Hidden the hidden World. I, again, that film's not good enough to win an Oscar, in my opinion. It was still really good, but it's not... It's not. I think it's the worst one out of the three. I mean, it, t- it tells you how, um, more about the other ones. The, I mean, the first two How to Train Your Dragons are phenomenal. Go check those ones out, and then watch this the other one, but... Yeah, I, I hear great things about Toy Story 4, so I should check it out for sure. Cinema, uh, achievement in Cinematography. Again, uh, I, I thought the guy from The Lighthouse was really spectacular. I thought those shots were great, but I mean, yeah, it should go to Roger Deakins with 1917 because some of those shots that he pulls off, you're just like, fucking how'd you get that shot? Like, how'd you do that? Please tell me. Tell me how you fucking did that. That's ridiculous. But, yeah, he won. Good on him. He should. He, just give Roger Deakins all the Oscars ever for cinematography. Even if he didn't come out with a fucking film that year, just give it to him. I mean, he's the only cinematographer that I actually know, like, by name, like, name recognition. So that mean, that means something. But I think uh, the the guy who did The Lighthouse, uh, Yaron uh, Blaschke, Yaron Blaschke, he kind of, Blaschke sounds familiar. But he he did a fucking phenomenal job with the lighthouse, so good on him. Um, so uh, achievement in costume design, Little Women won, makes sense. It's kind of a period piece. Uh, achievement in directing, here here we go. Here this is when it gets interesting. The Parasite, Bong Joon Ho won it for the Parasite. He won for best directing. Good on him, man. I think out of these movies, I think other than maybe Joker. It's definitely the best film, for sure. I mean, you had some big fucking names in here, man. Holy shit. I'm talking about a lineup. You got Martin Scorsese, Todd Todd McFarlane, Todd Phillips for the Joker. What a fucking... I'm such an idiot. 
Todd Phillips is Joker. Todd Phillips for the Joker, Sam Mendes, Quentin Tarantino, and Bong Joon-ho. Those are some big fucking names. I mean, Todd Phillips is a big name now because of the Joker, so I think, honestly, I thought this was Todd's to lose, to be honest, because the Joker was phenomenal, and Todd Phillips, you know, coming from the Hangover trilogy to the to Joker, which is such a huge leap, and Bong Joon-ho has kind of established himself a little bit, at least in the Korean, um, South Korean film film scene um check out more i mean good on him i, I i'm actually really glad the oscars <clears throat> recognized parasite because it really it, it it legitimizes i mean not not really legitimizes but hopefully legitimizes like in the western culture of south korean films because there's a lot of really great ones out there i mean old, i think old boy south korean and that film's fucking phenomenal but Parasite was spectacular. I mean, I think if if Joker's not on this list, it's my favorite film of of the series. And plus, you have you have some great films on here. I mean, The Irishman again was not, was not going to win. It's not going. It wasn't going to win Best Picture because it's not even Martin Scorsese's best mob movie. So, I mean, it's still great. But I mean, it's fucking three and a half hours long. <laughs> Jesus Christ, nineteen seventeen, probably an incredible war film. Which we'll definitely talk about later because I thought that was going to win Best Picture, but uh, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again, Quentin Tarantino's not Tarantino's best, but again, another one that's kind of surprising that it didn't win because it's it's a movie about fucking California and, and Hollywood. So, you know, I mean, I mean, you're pretty much like jerking each other off with that film. Kind of, I mean, it's the same thing as La La Land a couple years ago, but I mean, both those both the films are great. La La Land's spectacular. But yeah, Parasite is phenomenal and definitely incredibly well directed. So I think Bong Joon Ho definitely deserves this one. I'm surprised. I'm just surprised he won. So going on, let's let's move all the way down. Editing, uh, Ford v Ferrari won, which was cool. You know, I mean, I, I I still have I still need to see it. Um, international film, Parasite won again. I mean, I thought that was. I mean, I I thought that was definitely a, a pretty much a write in. I mean, Parasite for best foreign film for sure, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, got nominated for best picture. I mean, of course, it's going to win the best um, international feature. But I thought that was the that was the only Oscar it was going to win. So we'll talk about that in a little bit later. Um, best music. Joker, the guy who who did Joker, I thought he should have won this in this list when I talked about it. Um, I'm glad to see that dude win. I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name, but he he did a phenomenal job again. Listen, listen to, I mean, watching, I watched the Joker again. I rented it uh, a couple weeks back. The, the score is phenomenal. It, it, it I mean, it maybe it, it's phenomenal for what it needs to do in the film and. It really captures the Joker feel and the tone of the film and perfectly. It's phenomenal. Fantastic. So let's get down to the final, final category that I'm going to talk about. And that's the biggest category. It's the Best Picture nominee. And the win, uh, the best pi- the nominees for Best Picture. I'm, I'm reading the category again. I'm reading because I'm a fucking idiot. But anyway, the winner of the Best Picture for the Oscars of 2019 was actually, to my surprise, Parasite. Bong Joon-ho's Parasite won Best Picture. I it, I remember looking at this the next day. I'm like, what the fuck? How? Really? You know, you have, you have a, a Quentin Tarantino film about Hollywood. You have 
kind of a normal mainstream war film. I mean, not mainstream, but I mean, it's a big ass, big budgeted war film that is spectacular that the Academy usually loves. You know, you have Little Women, which is a very a period piece. You have a Scorsese mob movie, you know. I'm, I'm just really surprised. I mean, there's a lot of really great films on here. So, yeah, Parasite won, and I, you know what? I'm not mad. I'm not mad about it. I mean, again, it really legitimizes the South Korean film industry, and there's a lot of really great films out of South Korea that you should really be checking out. Old Boy is one of them. I Saw the Devil is really great. I'm pretty sure that's a Korean one as well. There's other ones that are really spectacular. There's a lot of really great Asian cinema out there that people should really watch out for and really check out because they're definitely, especially if you love, love those like intense visceral thrillers, even horror too, are really great. Um, but like those those really intense thrillers, there's a lot of those and there's a lot of really good ones. Um, out of South Korea. I mean, again, check out Old Boy and check out I Saw the Devil. Both films are really great and really some of the most intense experiences I've I've ever had while watching a film. Excuse me, sorry, burping. Even Parasite's really fucking intense. I mean, I, I if if you're looking for an in depth review on Parasite, I have that in a previous episode. I think that was my last episode, so check that one out. Uh, you you can uh, see my thoughts on Parasite, but uh, oh, just you know, summarize. I really loved it, so I don't disagree with this winner. I just think it's really good for the industry and just movies in general being recognized. That's that's why I care about the Oscars. It's just recognition, and because people people pay attention to the Oscars for some odd fucking reason. That's why all these actors get up there and talk about global warming all the fucking time because people are watching and people care about what they think. I guess. I don't really, but I mean, I still love all of them, you know, even though I don't really, I might not agree with, I mean, I do agree with their whole climate change bullshit. I mean, I am pretty liberal, but I mean, again, it's just, I, I don't really give a fuck what you have to say <laughs> because I, you're not me and you don't really know what it's like to be me. So I don't really understand why you, I should give a shit what you say, but anyway, that's why I love Ricky Gervais because he just completely pointed that out. But anyway, I still love all of them. Still love the uh, still love the actors that I love that I think are amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that was the Oscars for this past year. Um, hopefully next year when I talk about it, uh, I'll be a lot more familiar with the movies because I'm I'm definitely watching more movies this year for sure. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a it was definitely a good year. Definitely a productive year for for film. You know, nominating like you know having a I, I, I want to say it is the first foreign film to ever win Best Picture. Like, I, I think I heard that somewhere. Let me, let me, let me look that up. Is Pair, not Parasite English, is Parasite English the first foreign film to win? <laughs> Surprise one first foreign language film ever to win Best Picture. Yeah, it is the very first foreign film to ever to win Best Picture. 
great film that you picked the oscars definitely great film that you that you picked it is it is fantastic if you haven't seen parasite go out and check it out it's the, i'd highly recommend it check out my uh review i think it was a past podcast in episode number seven i have an in-depth review on parasite check that one out if you're kind of on the fence about it i think i'll probably hopefully turn you around on it but yeah uh with that guys uh that's it for the episode uh where are we on time Okay, 47 minutes it's kind of it's kind of normal it's kind of normal but uh yeah with that guys uh you know uh i like to conclude my episodes with talking about uh you know things that i hope are helpful to you guys and that's you know it's okay to not be okay um you know everyone has rough times i talked about it a little bit with uh my discussions on uh afterlife um you know uh I, i'm i'm if i'll be the first one to tell you that life is not easy and life can be really fucking hard sorry there was a fly in my room i should i need to fucking smash that fucker but uh, anyway i'll do that after i finish but yeah i'll be the first one to tell you that life can be really fucking hard and um that it, it you can you know it's it's pretty easy to let it you know the bad shit really take over your life and it's you know you can't let it you can't let it do that you know just because today really sucks doesn't mean tomorrow's gonna be so you know, keep trugging along, you know, uh, keep doing what you love, um, you know, and watch more movies, you know, like escape, read comics, play video games, watch TV, watch video games. I mean, I mean, watch video games, watch movies. Um, that's what I do. And it's what, honestly, it's kind of what saved me a little bit. Um, well, again, I love movies. I think it's a really great escape. Um, and that's it guys, you know, uh, I love all you guys um, who tune in. I really appreciate all you. And, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, we'll see about the whole videos. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, I might do one, maybe one more podcast, just the podcast, and then hopefully my next episode I'll do an in-depth, my in-depth video first, you know, I guess, almost i want to say almost a debut on youtube i know i have like four video episodes on youtube but i don't think uh, any of them are really that great uh, maybe 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 episode three and episode four are fine but yeah i think i think what i'm gonna be putting out is gonna be a lot better i have a better mic i have a legit camcorder now so yeah uh hopefully uh the shit outside wasn't too bothersome and uh yeah guys uh yeah like i said i still have no idea how to end these so uh, i'm just gonna say uh au revoir catch you guys on the the next episode of nerd out sanctuary thanks bye bye